0: There's a cold of silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October 14th, 2009. I always suggest at the start of the show that newcomers look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website and bookmark all the alternate sites you'll see on that front page when you scroll down. Uh, That's for future use when some of the major sites get hung up for some strange reason or other. That way you can download the latest shows from the alternate sites. And if you've ever experienced downloading problems with the comm sites, the cuttingthrough.com, it's because too many people are using it at the same time. So you can use the alternate sites and you can get through right away and download. There's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com. That's a very dependable site. There's cuttingthroughthematrix.net, cuttingthroughmatrix.us.ca. There's Alan Watt, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. And there's Alan Watts Sentinel.eu. That last one is a European site, has all the same audios as the rest, but it also has the addition of transcripts written in the various languages of Europe of a lot of the talks I've given, which you can download for print up. And remember, I'm probably the only host here who doesn't get paid by the advertisers, so I don't push advertising. The ads on the show pay the company directly from the advertisers to RBN for the station time for the staff and equipment and their bills and all that kind of stuff so it's up to you to keep me going you find out how to do it on any of my sites cuttingthroughthematrix.com and all the rest of them and you can buy the things I have for sale I don't have much because I've never had time to do any more than I've done already because of the shows and other things I'm doing but you can buy the the books and so on I have for sale that keeps me going this trickles over and You can also donate to me. You can donate or buy the books and discs with PayPal, personal check for Canada and the U.S. There's international postal money order for the U.S. to Canada. Get that from your post office. If you don't have a bank account or don't like bank accounts. Some people just send cash. Outside the Americas, you can use uh, MoneyGram, Western Union, PayPal again. Some people just send cash. It's up to you. They wrap it in foil generally, and that comes through. And so, therefore, it's up to you to truly keep me going. For those who just get the disk burned to them by people with computers, and they don't have computers themselves, they've played on their, on their players at home, you can always get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site41, Box4, Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is P, as in Peter, the number 3E as in Elizabeth, number 4N as in Nora, and the number 1P3E4N1. And I should really scatter this talk throughout the show because folk will skip over it because it's always at the start and it goes through, it becomes something they just cancel out mentally. But I do need your help, I do need the nations coming in because it's very expensive to do all these sites and do what I'm doing. And... If it wasn't for what I'm doing, I'd be doing a a full-time job where I'd be bringing in enough money, certainly enough money to live quite comfortably. This is not a job. It's not... um, I'm not getting back to, say, by foundations or any group. I'm not selling any products uh, that that the big companies sell. Traditionally, i what they call Patriot Radio shows. Uh, So it's up to you to keep me going. Independent... And so it's more than a vacation. This is a necessity to get this kind of information out to the public at this time. And if I didn't think it was working, I'd stop doing it. But so many people come back to me, say their lives have been changed, their eyes are open, and they view everything from a different perspective. And that's what I'm trying to do. Back with more after this break. Watch we're cutting through the matrix. This big system into which we're born, never realizing because your parents don't know that it's all really artificial in a sense. It's guided. Cultures are created, they're altered to suit the masters who already own the previous systems and the present system. They constantly update you, they reprogram you just like a computer with downloads, new downloads, new PC way of thinking. And we just follow along, never realizing we're being managed, our minds are being managed. And I've mentioned before about uh, where Bush talked about reality. One of his advisors, the top advisors, talked about reality. And he basically said that that we give you your reality and when we change it, you'll, you'll be asking questions about that and you'll go along with that too and then we'll change it again. You'll follow us. He was talking to, to reporters and that's how it really is that's how it really really is that's what all news is out there for it's to uh, in a concerted effort to alter your perceptions of things definitely distort your perceptions of things always to make you think that things no matter how crazy it seems are quite normal and you're being programmed very scientifically programmed into new ways of thinking and adopting attitudes and behavior and all of that kind of stuff behavior modification is constantly being done on the public we've seen great examples done through time we'll see it through the culture industry the so-called pop revolution, rock revolution, sexual revolutions these were all real revolutions pushed from the top down well funded from the top down not from the grassroots up They change society and it's sure. only when you've studied enough to rise, the kind of society they're in, do you understand what it's all about, the total destruction of all that was to bring in the new. You tie it in with the, the writings of the Huxleys and others who said that they'd have to teach people to be dehumanized, take them off their pedestal of having a sacred life and rights and that kind of stuff, and bring you down to the level of the animals and make you actually think you're just, well, another animal, and I guess they've got a very right at the top to manage us like animals and cull us off if necessary, if there's too many, and all that, that kind of stuff. This is all part of a whole plan which they've written about profusely in the past and even up to date as well with Optimum Population Trust and all the other big um, foundations that make up the parallel government. Here's an article, for instance, on perception. And people, again, people don't perceive by their own critical thinking and come to conclusions by their own critical thinking they simply are presented with things they're presented with conclusions all tv shows are like that even dramas are like that you're given your conclusions even the so-called political arguments that they have with experts um, leave you with the conclusions they want you to have and that becomes it you you adopt one or the other you pick one This article is from globalgulag.com and it's from the 13th of October 2009. It says, The new face of psychiatry perception management. And it starts off with a quote from 1946. And I've actually seen uh, the people on video giving these quotes. Old, uh, Old newsreels have been taken off and put on video. And this says, to ensure that psychiatry permeate every educational activity of national life and infiltrate the professional and social activities of all people was a global goal that originated with British Brigadier General Doctor John Rawlings Rees. John Rawlings Rees in a 1940 speech to the National Council for Mental Hygiene. I've actually seen that. He ended on an ominous note. He says, "Though our knowledge be incomplete, I think we must." imitate the totalitarians you just jump about Hitler and Stalin and organise some kind of fifth column activity. Canadian colleague Dr. Brock Chisholm chimed in with sinister comments of his own at the close of world of the war in nineteen forty six in a speech to the World Federation of Mental Health, that's of the United Nations, he argued for freedom from morality, freedom from morality. Okay. Now, you meant last night. I think it was I mentioned. I gave a little quote that was put up by Mazzini, that was taught by Albert Pike. He set off to set off the World International, which became the Communist Party for Revolution. And Mazzini said, "We must um, we must destroy or corrupt culture and, and people in order to rule them." This, this is all tied together. You understand? It's the same movement. You can understand too that most people, all the psychiatrists, both Jewish and non-Jewish, joined the Nazi party, actually joined the early Nazi party, because they were so intrigued with this form of controlling the minds of millions of people, millions and millions of people. And even uh, one of the videos put out uh, by uh, one of the, the, um, the religious organizations, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's very controversial, they did a very good video on psychiatry, uh, had all of this kind of stuff in it, and it actually, actually had some of the videos of these guys talking back in those days uh, to the World Federation of Mental Health. It says he argued with, for freedom from morality, from morality, understand, and the eventual eradication of right and wrong. Such traditional upbringing was making children ill, he insisted. That's been partied since many times through psychiatry, psychology, and all the other institutes to deal with, to deal with the new old order. Such traditional upbringing was making children ill. In fact, they actually said that if you had any religious beliefs, or if you believed in the family values, you were mentally ill. He says, if the, race, if the race is to be freed of its crippling burden of good and evil, it must be psychiatrists who take the original responsibility. Rees and Chisholm had company in political, educational, journalistic, marketing, and military circles, most ensconced with interconnected foundations, the foundations again, Rockefellers and so on, associations and research centers, as they call themselves, foreign and domestic, really foundations to these research centers that run government, like the Rand Corporation. They became Rees and Chisholm's enablers. T- together they created Rees Dream, a controlled psychological environment. Today the Department of Defense has a new name for it. They call it Perception Management, or PM. And the psychopharmaceutical industry has hit the jackpot. Remember again what I've read to you, the quotes I gave um, from Huxley, who said to do with accepting our slavery quite happily, and he said it it would use the pharma companies and massive suggestion, meaning propaganda, to alter your perceptions. So the pharmaceutical industry has hit the jackpot. Ask yourself this, how did people get the impression that parents are non-professionals? And it's true, isn't it? and therefore, basically incompetent to rear their children without help from mental health specialists and child experts. Back when I was small, you know, there was no such thing as prenatal courses and all that rubbish. But women knew how to have children. They used to see their their siblings growing up too and, and getting married. Everybody grew up with people who had children. You knew how to take care of babies, all that kind of stuff. It was common sense didn't take long to eradicate that at all. So where do we get the idea that being sad about one's circumstances was a clinical condition to be cured with a drug? Or that feeling overwhelmed was an indication of long-standing anger requiring anger management counselling? Or how about that child with the irritating habit of clicking his pen repeatedly or kicking his foot as he sits at his desk or passing notes to classmates? when he's supposed to be listening to the teacher, how did people decide that he is, in fact, hyperactive and that he needs treatment to address these annoying behaviours? Well, we learned this information from commercials featuring a household news anchor or a sports figure telling us that, by golly, we can beat depression just like I did by getting psychiatric counselling and drugs. That's kind of stuff that we're giving out. And again, all the talk shows, you know, the famous talk show hosts articles in magazines and newspapers, including those that came in your Sunday paper, poured forth expert advice via articles, advertisements, and editorials, all promoting the notion that people have, as in disease, attention deficit disorder, anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, reading disorder, dyslexia, and so forth, until, as best-selling author-researcher David Baldassi put it, In an addendum to his recent thriller, a major untruth was instituted with such speed and ubiquity that it overpowered the rational mind. At this point, no amount of proof, to the contrary, delivered after the fact, seems to make the slightest dent in public perception to the effect that none of what the public heard and read is true at all. As a fact has been too successful, you can't get through to most people. Now, I'll put these links up because it goes on. In this article, to deal with more information, at the end of the show, look into cuttings for the matrix.com, and, or any other sites, and you'll, you'll have the links to these next to the underneath the poem. I write the poem right after I've talked, because so I'm never sure what I'm going to talk about. So that's to do with perception management from, from this one here, and it's it's interesting to read this one it follows right close to it and it's from Michael Chisadovsky and this uh, this site is actually another it's another site he's on here but I'll read it and I'll put link up anyway Obama and the Nobel Prize when war becomes peace when the lie becomes truth now that ties in exactly with what George Orwell put in 1984 The peace would be actually war. War would be peace. Everything was turned around by the use of terminology. Psycholinguistics alter your perceptions. Now read this when I come back from this break. On what? We're cutting through the matrix, talking about perceptions and how they're presented to us with the conclusions we're supposed to have. So much so, they will deny our own common sense. It reminds me of uh, Albert Pike, a Freemasonry, who said the people who won't use their own brain, basically, and this is what they think of the public, uh, are, are meats on the table and beasts of burden by choice and consent, meaning that everyone has the ability to use it. What didn't mention, though, is that if you distort it, then you're crippling the animal, this beast of burden, before they get a chance to be themselves. And we've all been crippled. That's the intention of our educational system, really, to cripple you. They don't teach you rational reasoning, uh, logic, uh, theory, all of these theories they used to teach you in school. It's not taught anymore. It's all social groupings and c- consensus building. But Michael Chuzodovsky talks about Obama and the Nobel Prize, when war becomes peace, when the lie becomes the truth. And he's from Global Research, as you know, his own website. And he's basically using Orwellian doublespeak, you see. And George Orwell taught us this technique because, in his 1984 because he saw it being used in his day by the Soviet system, and now we're in, we're in the grand Soviet system, the world Soviet system, collectivism is what they're calling it, and communitarianism. That's what President Bush Sr. called it. This is the one they favored over democracy. Because this new world order is not democratic at all. He says, okay, so when the lie becomes the truth, when war becomes peace, you see, become peacekeepers, when concepts and realities are turned upside down, when fiction becomes truth and truth becomes fiction, When a global military agenda is heralded as a humanitarian endeavour. Isn't that how it is presented? It's a military conquest, isn't it? It's a war. When the killing of civilians is upheld and called collateral damage. This this is altering perceptions by terminology, psycholinguistics. When those who resist the US-NATO-led invasion of their homeland are categorized as insurgents or terrorists, not defenders, but they're insurgents or terrorists. When preemptive nuclear war is upheld as self-defense, attack first. Right? When advanced torture and interrogation techniques are routinely used to protect, to protect peacekeeping operations. When tactical nuclear weapons are held, it depends as harmless to the surrounding civilian population. So nuclear weapons are harmless to the surrounding civilian population. When three-quarters of U.S. personal federal income tax revenues are allocated to financing what is euphemistically referred to as national defense. When the commander-in-chief of the largest military force on planet Earth is presented as a global peacemaker the UN Prize for for Peace for Obama. You understand what they mean by peace? War is peace. Peace is war. When the lie becomes the truth, I think it's honest to talk about Obama's war without borders. We are at the crossroads of the most serious crisis in modern history. The US, in partnership with NATO and Israel, has launched a global military adventure which, in a very real sense, threatens the future of humanity. At this critical juncture in our history, the Norwegian Nobel Committee's decision to award Nobel Peace Prize to President and Commander-in-Chief of the military, Barack Obama, constitutes an unmitigated tool of propaganda and distortion, which unreservedly supports the Pentagon's long war, a war without borders. You've heard these terms used by the Pentagon in the true sense of the word, characterized by the worldwide deployment of U.S. military mights. Apart from the diplomatic rhetoric, there's been no meaningful reversal of U.S. foreign policy in relation to the George W. Bush presidency. It's exactly the same. I told you, party after party, it's all the same thing. New day, new boss, same shit. Which might have remotely justified the granting of the Nobel Prize to Obama. as if he had changed it. In fact, quite the opposite. The Obama military agenda has sought to extend the war into new frontiers with a new team of military and foreign policy advisers, and they are foreign because they are foreigners. The Obama war agenda has been far more effective in fostering military escalation than that formulated by the neocons. Remember the neocons with the new American century? And it's up there in the video, I've mentioned the links before, where you hear the guys involved in it talking about it saying... It was revolutionary democracy. They would force democracy on all the other countries that didn't have democracy. And remember, they have their own definition again of democracy. That's a front, really. It's a con. Until they they bring in the whole new world order, then you'll see how much rights you have and how much say you have in anything. And you have none right right now, in fact. Since the very outset of the Obama presidency, the global military project has become increasingly pervasive with the reinforcement of U.S. military presence in all major regions of the world and the development of new advanced weapons systems on an unprecedented scale. Granting the Nobel Peace Prize to Barack Obama provides legitimacy to the legal legal practices of war, to the military occupation of foreign lands, to the reckless killing of civilians in the name of democracy. As I'm saying, revolutionary democracy is being pushed, you see. Take it or leave it or it will kill you. That's what it is. Both the Obama administration and NATO are are directly threatening Russia, China and Iran. The U.S. under Obama is developing a first strike global missile shield system. First strike means we're not going to wait. See, that was the Israeli option. Uh, They always say if we suspect someone's going to attack us, we'll go for them first. No no proof is necessary. Just a, a hunch, you know, that's good enough. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. This is Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about perceptions and how we're given the way to think about things, and following right through to the conclusions of things. We're... We don't realize with terminology and the way that things are worded that um, we're under mind control. If you don't question the basic wording of things which are put out as propaganda under the guise of news, then you definitely are under mind control because you'll start parting it off, you'll argue with people thinking you know all about it, and you haven't really thought it through at all for yourself. Psycholinguistics. And this article from Michael tudorowski Um, and I'll put the the link up on my site at the end of the show goes on to say uh, about Obama administration and NATO directly threatening Russia China and Iran, I'll add to that too it's going along with the same agenda there's no parties you see Uh, all the top boys are picked, presidents are always picked and and advisors especially and all those who are are appointed and unelected are picked uh, by the global committee the parallel government that quickly called them and there's only one agenda. That's why nothing changes from team to team. And remember, under the Bush administration, under their policy, they're going to start off with uh, Afghanistan, then take Iraq, then Iran, and then Syria. And that will still be the objective under this one, to guarantee you. George Orwell talks about them, how uh, they kept changing the gun sites, basically. And the public are supposed to immediately jump to to the next one and and, and just talk about the new place, the new place, the new place. And then suddenly jump to another one and this is the new place, this is the new place. And you forget about the last ones. That's literally how fast they can do it. And that was proven by polls they did when it was shown after uh, the inquiry into attacking Iraq where Bush said, he says, I never said that... uh, Hussein had anything to do with 9-11 uh, and this, the same newscast actually went back and showed you him actually saying you know, that he was he was also involved in 9-11 so of course they're born liars and that's their job but she said in an in inquiry I, I never said that he had anything to do with uh, Iraq I just went in there because Saddam was a bad man and the world's better off without him but so, so they're going to remember too that as I said they keep changing their, their gun sights, but by that time within a few months a poll was taken and, and the media had got the American public's minds back into thinking that once again Saddam really was behind 9-11 just by propaganda and they did a poll to see if it had worked and they said yeah it did work <laughs> the media itself which is an arm of government had literally altered the facts within a month until they thought yeah even, even though Bush himself said it was, they had nothing to do with 9-11 they thought it was Saddam Hussein in a month that's what it took them this article, article goes on to say along with space-based weapons, the airborne lasers the next defence frontier never has Ronald Reagan's dream of layered missile defences, Star Wars for short been as close, at least technologically, to become realised it's old stuff, that. in fact that was done years ago it's all up there and it works including all the laser stuff and so on and so on but I'll put this, site, this uh, link up at the end of the show to, to show you um, and you prove to yourself that I'm not just making this stuff up Although really, sometimes you wonder, it's like something from a bad dream, isn't it? But that, that's reality, it's a bad dream. This article here is from the military, the U.S. military website. It's written by Timothy L. Thomas, Carlyle, www.army.mil, 1998. From, also written parameters, spring, 1998. Pages 84 to 92. And it says, it is completely clear that the state, which is first to create such weapons, so all, but psychological and uh, psychotronic weaponry, will achieve incomparable superiority. That was Major Gen- General uh, Chernyshev, Russian military. That's who they're quoting there. But then they go on to do their own. Uh, spiel about it. So the human body, much like the computer, contains a myriad of data processor, processors. They include, but are not limited to, the chemical ele- electrical activity of the brain, heart, and peripheral nervous system. The signals sent from the cortex region of the brain to other parts of our body, the tiny hair cells in the inner ear that produce auditory signals, and the light sensitive retina and cornea of the eye that process visual activity. We are on the threshold of an era in which these data processors of the human body may be manipulated or debilitated. Examples are of unplanned attacks on the body's data processing capability are well documented, while the military should know They're behind it all. Strobe lights have been known to cause epileptic seizures. TV, adult TVs used to do that, to experiment in that. And... Uh, you certainly mentioned another experiment, which was an experiment put out in Japan. Not long ago, Japan, in Japan, children were watching television cartoons, I think it was when one Pokemon things, were subjected to pulsating lights that caused seizures in some and made others very sick. That was a nationwide test they were doing in Japan, actually. It turned out later it was admitted to. Defending friendly and targeting adversary data processing capabilities of the body Appears to be an area of weakness in the US approach to information warfare theory. Now, listen to how it's worded here. A theory oriented heavily towards systems data processing and designed to attain information dominance on the battlefields, or so it would appear from information in the open. They're telling you there's another side to this outside what's published in the open to the public. They tell you it's for wars abroad, you know, information battlefield the war battlefield it's really for all of us it says, or so it would appear from information in the open unclassified press unclassified press this US shortcoming may be a serious one since the capabilities to alter the data processing systems of the body the are about your mind here already exist a recent edition of US News and World Report highlighted several of these wonder weapons including acoustics now, they're using that in weaponry already, but they're also using it in ways you don't even know yet, full-time, 24 hours a day. Microwaves, lasers, and noted that scientists are searching the electromagnetic and sonic spectrums for wavelengths that can affect human behavior. This is 1998. A recent Russian military article offered a slightly different slant to the problem, declaring that humanity stands on the brink of a psychotronic war. Well, Brzezinski talked about the psychotronic war, Back in his book, I think it was in the 70s, um, between two ages, one of the chapters was called the psychotronic warfare, or technotronic warfare. And he said that we used continent-wide. Well, guess what, folks? It is used continent-wide. That's why folk can't see con-trails, chemtrails. Haven't seen it for 10, 11 years. They haven't seen it. They've lived under it, but they haven't seen it. That's why they're so placid when they've been... They've been shocked and odd since 2001. They're so placid. Their are told. They call their stuff off at the airports to so they're almost naked. Now actually, they actually are scanning them with X-rays and stuff that makes them naked. Basically, two of watching through the screen. And they're utterly humiliated without knowing it. They're being programmed, as you program prisoners, defeated prisoners, psychological defeatism. But it says here. The brink of psychotronic war with the mind and body as a focus. That article discussed Russian international attempts to control the psychophysical condition of man and his decision-making processes by the use of very high frequency use generators, noiseless cassettes, as they call them, and other technologies. I like the other technologies, but the top secret stuff. An entirely new arsenal of weapons based on devices designed to introduce subliminal messages to alter the body's psychological, and data processing capabilities might be used to incapacitate individuals. Incapacitate individuals. These weapons aim to control or alter the psyche or to attack the various sensory and data processing systems. That's how you come to your conclusions, folks, (laughs) and how you react to things of the human organism. In both cases, the goal is to confuse or destroy the signals that normally keep the body in equilibrium being a balanced, sentient personality. This article examines energy-based weapons, psychotronic weapons, and other developments designed to alter the ability of the human body to process stimuli. One consequence of this assessment is the way we commonly use the term information warfare. That's all under this too. And it falls short when the individual soldier, not his equipment, becomes the target of attack. I've read before the articles from the psychotronic warfare departments and also the cyber war departments. They're they called it war. When they're surveying you, they're, they're at war with you. They have the right to hack your computers, to fry your computers and all the rest of it. When they're at war, information warfare. Information Warfare Theory and the Data Processing Element of Humans In the United States, the common conception of information warfare focuses primarily on the capabilities of hardware systems such as computers, satellites and military equipment which can process data in various forms. According to Department of Defense Directive S-36001 of, the of 9th December 1996, information warfare is defined as an information operation Conducted during time of crisis or conflict to achieve or promote specific objectives over a specific adversary or adversaries. An information operation is defined in the same directive as actions taken to affect adversary information and information systems while defending one's own information and information systems. These information systems lie at the heart of modernization efforts of the U.S. Armed Forces and other countries, and manifest themselves as hardware, software, communications capabilities, trained individuals, and so on. Recently, the, the U.S. Army conducted a mock battle that tested these systems under simulated combat conditions. Then they go through U.S. Army Field, field Manual 10.1-5-1, Operational Terms and Graphics, released on 30 September 1997, defines information warfare as actions taken to achieve information superiority... By affecting a hostile's information affecting the tribe that could also be by defaming the person who is giving it out that's the commonest, lowest easiest form to do information-based processes and information systems while defending one's own information keeping the secret the truth from the people information processes and information systems the same manual defines information operations as a continuous military operation within the military information environment that enables enhances and protects friendly forces' ability to collect, process, and act on information to achieve an advantage across the full range of military operations. And then the the, the different methods of doing with global information use as well. And exploiting or denying an adversary's information. Exploiting or denying an adversary's information and decision capabilities it's true if you're doing the shows that i am you're bombarded with all kinds of mail coming in and you know who the ones that come from the military and you don't know the ones that try to throw you off course into a thousand angles into the supernatural stuff this is what they do no kidding no kidding this is cyber war and psychological warfare but then I'm talking to about using other methods of altering the way you perceive things this, is, this system's approach to the study of information warfare emphasizes the use of data, referred to as information, to penetrate an adversary's physical defenses that protect the data in order to obtain operational or strategic advantage. It has tended to ignore the role of the human body as an information or data processor. In this quest for dominance, except in all those cases where an individual logic or rational thought may be upset via disinformation or deception, As a consequence, little attention is directed towards protecting the mind and body with a firewall, as we have done with hardware systems. Remember, the title of this is The Mind Has No Firewall. Your mind has no firewall. If you just let the stuff soak into you that comes across the Internet every day, you're being programmed. So he's talking about techniques that they use for themselves and and the weaknesses which are in you. This is what this is all about it says nor have any techniques for doing so been prescribed yet the body is capable not only of being deceived manipulated or misinformed but also shut down or destroyed just as any other data processing system the data the body receives from external sources such as electromagnetic vortex or acoustic energy waves or creates through its own electrical or chemical stimuli can be manipulated or changed just as the data information in any hardware system can be altered. They're talking about using these techniques and electromagnetic warfare, uh, very high frequencies, extremely low frequencies, and different techniques to literally disable the person physically and mentally. The only body-related information warfare element considered by the U.S. is Psychological Operations, PSYOPs, and Joint Publication 3-13.1. For example, PSYOP is listed as one of the elements of command and control warfare. The publication notes that the ultimate target of information warfare is the information-dependent process, whether human or automated, whether it's you, yourself, or it's via Internet and so on. Command and control warfare, C2W, is an application of information warfare in military operations. c 2 w is the integrated use of PSYOP, military deception, military deception, operation security, electronic warfare, and physical destruction. They actually have what they call viruses, by the way. And i read this article before, this other article, to do with the viruses which can come up on your computer, and they know that through the flickering rate and so on, but mainly through the, even the sequencing of colors and flashes in a certain particular method that they use. With, so For instance, the killer virus, they call it, uh, I think they call it the, 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 the A-bomb virus, something like that. I mentioned it before. And reading from their, their site. They can actually cause someone uh, to um, have a heart attack. They can alter the chemistry in your brain by patterns that come through your eyes, balls, go into your brain, and then such a sequence can literally cause you to have a heart attack or a stroke. So this is back in 1998. This is what I'm reading from. The only body-related information warfare element considered is psyopsisone, human or automated. One source defines information as a non-accidental signal used as an input to computer or communication system. The human body is a complex communication system constantly receiving non-accidental and accidental signal inputs, both external and internal. If the ultimate target of information warfare is the information-dependent process, whether human or automated, then the definition in the joint publication implies that the human data processing of internal and external signals can be clearly considered an aspect of information warfare. Foreign researchers have noted the link between humans as data processors and the conduct of information warfare. While some study only science links, others go beyond it. As an example, the former one recent Russian article described offensive information warfare as designed to use the Internet channels for the purpose of organizing PSYOP as well as for early political warning of threats to American interests. The office assertion was based on the fact that all mass media are used, all mass media are used for PSYOP operations. This is from the military's website, by the way. Back with more after these messages. Watch, and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about perceptions and how your mind is utterly played with all the time, constantly 24 hours a day. More so since 2001, it's, it's worldwide. Uh, all these big boys are playing with their pentagon-type systems on your brain. And this article I'm reading from is from the military to do with this technology from 1998. So when you read about using it on enemies abroad, etc., Everything's changed since 2001, and you better believe it's used here. And this guy goes on to talk about all media. This is a Russian uh, specialist talking. Solcev, uh, he's uh, 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 an actual um, scientist over there specializing in this area. But he says here, all media is used for PSYOPs operations, and today this must, inc- uh, must include the Internet. Asserted said that the Pentagon wanted to use the Internet to reinforce psychological influences during special operations conducted outside of U.S. borders to enlist sympathizers who would accompany many of the or, yeah, accomplished many of the tasks previously entrusted to special units of the U.S. armed forces. Now, everything's changed. This is 1998. Everything's changed since 2001. We're all the potential enemies, the whole planet, the ordinary people. Then they go on to talk about how... Uh, They go beyond simple psyops operations and so on, and they tell you um, what uh, Solntsev's qualifications are, and he's right up there in the, in the, obviously in the Russian military too. Solnsev also examined the problem of information noise which creates a dense shield between a person and external reality. This noise may manifest itself in the form of signals in atomic computers and stuff, messages, images or other items of information. The main target of this noise would be the consciousness of a person or a group of people. Behavior modification could be one objective of information noise. Another could be to upset an individual's mental capacity to such an extent as to prevent reaction to any stimulus. You wouldn't react in a normal fashion to bad news or crashing your economy, that kind of stuff, you know, and robbing you. Solnsev concludes that all levels of a person's psyche, subconscious, conscious, and superconscious are potential targets for destabilization. According to Solsthev, Solsthev, one computer virus, this is the one I was talking about, I think, capable of affecting a person's psyche is Russian virus 666. This is from the military, folks. I'm not making this up, the numbers and all. It manifests itself in every 25th frame of a visual display where it produces a combination of colors that allegedly put computer operators into a trance. You wonder why you, you're up all night, a lot of you, you guys out there, surfing from one to the next. The subconscious perception of the new pattern eventually results in arrhythmia of the heart arrhythmia of the heart its uneven beat and so on other Russian computer specialists not just Solnzev talk openly about this 25th frame effect they call it and its ability to subtly manage a computer user's perceptions the purpose of this technique is to inject a thought into the viewer's subconscious it may remind some of the subliminal advertising controversy in the United States in the late 1950s It goes on about the U.S. views on wonder weapons, altering the data processing ability of the body. This is all you. This is all you out there. But technologies have been examined by the U.S. that possess the potential to disrupt the data processing capabilities of the human. The 7th of July 1997 issue of U.S. News and World Report describes several of them, designed amongst other things to vibrate the insides of humans, stun or nauseate them, put them to sleep heat them up or knock them down with a shockwave all from your computer well, well, well that was going to make us all free right and you wonder why no one reacts to everything that's happening they're using this through the air right now with harp technologies and other things alike just like Brzezinski said from Hamish myself and Canada it's good night to me your God or your gods and these, your new perceptions go with you.